Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate.
everyone, and welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Sarah Faith with her single, Honest, off of her album, Lessons from the Archives. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey. Hello, Greg. Hello, Nicole. Hey, <laughs> Carl. Hey, Nicole. And, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, I like that song. It's kind of, I think she's, uh, well, what are your thoughts? Kinda, it's kind of in your face. Well, it's kind of honest, you know. Mm. It, it, it's kind of what it, it's kind. That's no, the whole goal, Greg. No, no pun intended. But I do like when when the kind of production of a song matches the the topic or the or, or the lyrical content of the song, and they kind of. A lot of times you hear like some of these songs there, they have this dark topic, but this poppy melody, and it doesn't kind of kind of fits. You know? Yeah, I guess it's a I guess it's a little bit of a creative risk to do that, you know, to to create something that. Uh, is in in the listener's face because either listeners are going to react to it and they're going to think maybe subconsciously it's a little heroic or hey this is something i need to pay attention to or they're going to be like yeah you know what okay uh and then they're going to turn the dial well i've just developed a pet peeve (laughs) ah Uh uh-oh i just developed a pet peeve you know what it is and maybe i'm wrong but this is my thought there's the peep there's the peep there's the 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 ones that are just trying to be artists and trying to say something about whatever, right? They're the ones that I personally find more interesting. You know, artists or people who are more artists. They they they're they're not trying to just chase a hit single. They're just trying to like, express a feeling or a way or something. You know, and there's something cool about them. But then there are those people who constantly. I see a lot of them. I'm not going to name names, but a lot of people that I know. And a lot of young artists, and I see them on, on Instagram all the time and Spotify dropping their singles. And all they do is find new clever ways to, to say little cliche clever things and, and, and so the lyrics kind of clever. And they're just trying to chase the hit song. And they're just writing what they think is a hit song. And there's no real artistry to it other than they just want to make a hit song and get a lot of streams. I don't think they care what they're singing as long as it's, commercial you know as long I mean? as they think mm. it's like the next big mm. thing. right as long as they think oh that's clever that's cool oh that's a wordplay game that's cool we'll, we'll do that and like i'm i feel like saying to some of these artists who do this do you really believe that would you like, is that coming from you what you're saying there is well like- it's, yeah it's a, it's 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 more complex than that actually i mean it's it's, it's like, not complex at all yeah, I, I believe that it is i believe that you know if there's a lot of different levels with which you listen. So if I listen to a singer-songwriter and they're, they've written a song that's cathartic for them uh, and they're complaining about something in their life, you know, that's that's a much different experience than if somebody sits in a, a room and co-writes a song which is supposed to teach me a little lesson or give me a little payoff after they describe a a crappy day that somebody had or a life-changing event, those people craft those songs and those little stories are tremendous. But, you know, if a songwriter is just bitching. I'd rather hear someone badly bitching about something or complaining about something in a song that's honest than, than the most cleverly well-done, crafted song. I, yeah, it's my feeling. You know, I, I think that's honest too, though. I mean, you know, it, it, the craftsmanship of being able to do that. I tend to like the artists that are more just trying to, even if they do it badly, I, I'd rather have a, I feel more for an artist who is trying to express an honest truth about themselves, even if they don't do it as well as someone who's much better crafted at, at just writing something that I think is is just because it, it, it for sounds For effect. Good. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, that's a decent summation of what we 
talked about. But I do believe that the craftsmanship associated with telling a story that has a moral that makes me feel good or gives me some catharsis along with the artist, I think that's fantastic. I think that's what I think that's what makes commercial music amazing. I guess it depends on my mood and well, who the, ar- who the say, artist it, is. It, it, it probably depends on your mood, the time of day, what you're in the mood for. Like and there's who, so many things that go into it. Yeah, and who it is too. I mean, there are certain people that you immediately get turned off by just by even hearing that they have a song out or whatnot. So, and then what is and what is not cliche? Like I used to have this friend who was used to have these arguments back in the day when I used to. Oh, back Uh-oh. in the day. When I was, uh, you know, really drinking a lot, so we'd go out and have, and we'd have the same argument every time. He was a McCartney guy, I was a Lennon guy, right? There's a song off of a uh, Plastic Ono Band, Lennon's first album after the Beatles, called uh, "Love," right? And the words are, "Love is real, real is love, love is feeling, feeling." You know, all these kind of, it's almost like sing-songy, you know, yeah, "Love that's... is needing to be loved," but and it's really melodic. Because Lennon did it, Lennon, in my opinion, because of who he is, brings an air of depth. To anything he does so when he does it and, he, and even though it's so simple coming from him it seems deeper because john lennon's saying it but if mccartney did but it, it McCartney wouldn't have the would, same... right if mccartney was said was singing love israel oh it's never sappy mccartney so i think a lot of times a lot of it comes from who's delivering it don't you think do you agree with that Greg? it's po- it's possible i mean uh i always think i mean i think that a lot of things that mccartney has done have suffered the slings and arrows of people's like i don't know even know what the word is but people call him on that all the time i mean simply having a wonderful christmas time or you know ebony and ivory or all these kind of insipid things that have been written supposedly by him people are like well that's just not good i don't care who it is right and maybe that maybe uh maybe maybe Lennon doesn't get listened to with that kind of scrutiny i don't know i think they do well i think we've hit rock bottom on this episode so why don't we go ahead and play sarah's new single Are we going to talk about Sarah at all? We are, but why don't we actually play Rock Bottom since we've hit that? (laughs) Here it is. Because some things are better left unsaid But I saw myself in the reflection And who I saw was not what I expected So tell me was it worth it to run from those who run to you Did you ever really think we'd just give up? Just between you and I Where is your rock bottom? Ooh. 
See, I like that. Um, a little self-indulgent, but I dig it. You know, as, well, yeah, as, as an artist, I, you know, why not? I totally not? get that. Yeah, I mean, I, you don't hear that enough where people, yeah, you, you're right. It's a little indulgent and but so it's what? a little but, overproduced. But, but I love it. it. It stops at the right place, right? Yeah, so it's like we, we go on a little journey, If right, I'm not mistaken, I don't talk out of line, but I think yeah. I read in her bio that her mom passed like in 2017 from addiction she -hmm. talks about it and i think that's who that song's about and i think at the end was kind of like a little like eulogy or a little musical i don't know yeah that's that's how i saw it 
I like when people do that. I mean, when I love it. I, that's exactly what I'm talking creative about. Creative risk of like kind of letting the music speak. Okay, now the lyric has spoken, you know, and and that was uh, somewhat cathartic. So let's and then let's let the music. Speak. All the geniuses of radio would just cut that at the end oh, because you know because oh we can't have that we get too much you know we got to put in the commercial like I, I don't know but, I'm, no, I'm but just not us we play the full song. In well, that's the new, why we have no corporate sponsors. In the, in the new paradigm, uh, when you know people have been claiming that radio is going to die since television, since television, in the new paradigm, uh, radio is going to play everything like they used to in 1971. They're going to there's going to be like it's not even going to be album oriented rock stations. It's just going to be music stations that uh develop a following i i i still believe in radio after all these isn't years. that kind of like the spotify playlist now though that people can literally just play in their car whenever they want uh you know not if you're using the algorithm or if they're using the algorithm to play you things because that requires a certain amount of lean back listening you know, not lean forward listening. Uh, because I, they'll, um, they'll invariably. Just, I, I'm sorry, Carl. No, I'm, I'm just. On, I'm cutting I'm you on off. a rant here because you know how I feel about. I just wanted to tell one of my stupid stories about when I was in college. I used to work at. Yeah, you know, I took communications, so I used to. I had a radio show, you know, and we we were like it was the worst. It was like forty watts AM. It was horrible up in Rochester, and I think on a clear day you can get it like you know in the parking lot. You know, it was horrible. It's a low power radio station, but they would pipe it into the into the hallways and all the dorms, right? But the thing is, the radio station was in the basement of like one of the dorms, and right across the hall from the radio station was the game room that had like the pool tables and stuff. So I used to have this Friday night show from like eight. To like twelve, right? It was part of my curriculum, so I had to do it for you know for for a, for a grade, my radio show. So after like I, I was excited for about like five shows, I said, "Oh man, this is horrible. No one's listening. We get any requests today, guys?" And I always get a call. Every go, "Hey, Carl, hey, buddy, is the game room open?" <laughs> That's all they get me. So what I what I used to do after a while, I used to find these records. So I used to have like every week, <laughs> I'd have my Yes, Tales from Topographic Ocean re- retrospective. Oh no! <laughs> because, so you just put one album on and let the thing play, right? Yeah, because I knew that I knew, like you know, they, they, like they, it was a double album set. There was four albums, and each side was like twenty-seven minutes. So I knew when, you know. So, ladies and gentlemen, tonight it's Friday night. It's once again a yes retrospective of Tales from Topographic Ocean. And I, would just, and I would put it on. I'd go play pool. I'd be in the pool game room, and I'd hear what. Oh, oh I gotta go, guys! I gotta change the record. <laughs> that was side one of Tales from Tiger. Now to continue on our retrospective. <laughs> I had I had a very similar experience. I basically was on the radio. I want. I begged to be on the radio. This is a DePaul University. They had a, a, a station called WGRE, and it got out all over Greencastle, Indiana. It's so weird. Uh, but uh, I begged to be on, and then after six or eight shows, I was like, man, this is boring me to death, right? So I would have a series of people that I would try to get to take my show, but I ended up trading shows, and I ended up doing a jazz show like super late at night, and I would get back to the uh, fraternity house at like one or two o'clock in the morning when I had my show. And I can remember that sometimes people would – 
meet me and they would say, oh, you're, you're Robert Greg. I used my first name and my middle name as my on-air name, Robert Greg. Oh, you had like a... Robert Gregory. The plume, what do they call it? Like yeah, Robert Gregory on the radio. Oh, so you're, you're really one of those Southern boys where your mom named you, but they called you by your middle name. Uh, yeah, well, actually, uh, Robert Gregory, uh, there were like eight Roberts in succession in my family. So everybody, we just kept naming the males Robert and then going by their middle names. But that's another... That's another episode. But I, I remember that on occasion, somebody would come up and say, Are, you're Robert Gregory. And I would th- I would think how odd that people would actually be listening to that show. I was putting on random stuff out of the record bins. As long as it looked like j- it had a jazz cover, I'd throw it on the radio, you know, and people would be, <laughs> oh, you played that fourth cut on that. And tonight we have, on we that have Robert, Sticks Hooper album. <laughs> tonight we have Robert Gregory. Robert with the, Gregory. With the, with the organ stylings of Earl Gregory. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You had to do it, didn't you? And maybe that's why I like Earl Gregory because we're—he's my namesake. I don't know. So wait, Carl, you did yours for a school grade. What did you actually get out of it? <laughs> oh, I got it. I got an A. You did, of course. <laughs> yeah, but the joke of it is, back then we used to get records. The record companies. Oh would, yeah, they would, they, would, they would service these college. So radio I'd, I'd get Absolutely. I'd get to every every week I'd get the shipment from CBS, from Columbia, from uh, Capital, and uh, the thing is, you got to get to them soon because, like, another thing too, people would just like steal the records, man, like, before they even get to the radio station. Like, where where did all the new Capital records go? I don't know, man. I think I think Bob took them. <laughs> you know, they stolen. Like it was the worst. It was a joke. <laughs> It was it's interesting because uh, the guy, and he's still in the broadcast business, and he's very successful. Uh, he's a producer in the broadcast business. The guy that ran the radio, the college radio station, all those years ago for me, and uh, I remember that his his mantra was, "We're going to run this radio station, this college radio station," because at the time people did what they wanted and they played the records they wanted, and they were like, you know, it was kind of like an underground thing. This guy said, no, what we're going to do, his name's John Kessler. Shout out to John. He's a great guy. Uh, amazing broadcaster. Uh, and he produces one of the top-rated syndicated radio shows in the country right now. I won't name which one, but you can check it yeah, out. I'll but, send him my resume. Yeah, John <laughs> said, yeah, right. Uh, no, you, he won't hire you if you're going to steal the records. But uh, <laughs> he, he basically, he said, we're going to run this radio station not like a college you know, hippie, play what you want FM radio station, but we're going to run it like a commercial radio station because if you hope to get, you know, a job out there in in commercial radio, you need to know how a real radio station works. And I I always respected him for that. I I always thought it was really interesting, but we still did the creepy little uh, overnight uh, jazz show. So Our student advisor could care less. You know, he was like just some guy just, right. and we had this one junior, I forget his name, but he was like in charge. He was the guy who would get the records and he'd assign the, he was like the the assistant to the to the professor who ran the, the program. The program director. Yeah, yeah, he was a program director and he was like, and he could care less, you know, he was the worst, you know, and, um, but I did not look about it. It was kind of fun. So, so now. So Do they still have, you think they still have, still on the air, still have oh, the I, license? The college closed down. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, wow. the college closed down. So uh, the college didn't even make it on the radio station. 
So now, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I'm not just some guy willy-nilly doing a podcast. I have you know, broadcaster experience. Anything you want to talk about, Nicole? Well, I do think we need to give a shout out to Sarah, whose music we're playing this week, because one, we want to congratulate her because she is the Garage to Glory Goodyear winner. Um, And that's actually how we found her is when we were searching for new music, she came across, um, I want to say, the week she found out she won. So she was kind of popping up on all of our socials. So we reached out to be able to feature her music. But she just seems like she's kind of got it all together in the sense of she just won $10,000. She's opening up for a couple of different acts. She's on the road. It seems like she's kind of got a good head on her shoulders in where she wants to take her career, how she's kind of going to get there. Um, and she just seems like she's open to just new new opportunities that maybe some artists kind of turn, turn down or turn away from. So she's opening for people that are like label acts and so one, she's playing Freedom Jam next weekend, which is going to be right. in Wapapaleo, Missouri. Is that how it's pronounced? I have no idea. I don't idea. know. Something like that. But the perks of her winning the Garage to Glory thing, which is what we were talking about before, not only did she get $10,000, she actually gets to perform live on stage at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Induction Fest, which happens October 24th. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Anything we can talk about? Anything musical anyone knows wants to know about? Well, I've been thinking uh, here recently that um, people need to step up and understand that the music business as we knew it no longer exists. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be making albums. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be playing live. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be writing songs. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be, you know, immersed in the incredible music that's out there so greg just means, what does it mean <laughs> what right. it means it is, means nothing <laughs> it, what it means is everything is music, different but nothing has changed <laughs> it, the music is everywhere i mean i i was watching football for a little bit today which i i normally don't do but i it was just shocking when you watch broadcast television not netflix not roku not when you watch broadcast television, there is not one second of that broadcast that doesn't have music underneath whatever it is they're trying to say, whatever they're trying to sell you, whatever they're trying to, uh, whatever message they're trying to get across, there's music underneath it. So, so, what so, so what you're basically saying is though, even though the change, the music business in, in essence, in a lot of ways, in pay, the way it's paid, the way it's purchased, the way it's streamed, whatever, is all different now. Music still is, is an amazingly important aspect of the world and continue to, and continue to create it. Absolutely. Music is, is I think is the, is the most important thing in the world. It, it's, it's the most important art. That's what I, yeah, and that's yep. the fact. Yeah. All right, everyone, make sure you listen through because we will be playing one last single by Sarah called Before You. But make sure you listen through for that song. Uh, for everything that we spoke about, though, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to you all later. I thought that it was perfect, it wasn't working I was wasting all my time, so damn certain 
And I will never find something worth it Someone worth it I was in a couldn't see the stars at night Couldn't count the fireflies Take a living kind of Didn't think that I need something new. 